Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burrigan campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for who you are and for what it is that you've done on our behalf. And we thank you this is a season of joy, a season of hope. And it's all because you came. You took on flesh and became one of us. Jesus, you came. And you came because you love us and because you want us to walk in a fullness of life. And so you came and you died and you took our place. And so we thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Today we celebrate you, that you are our hope, that you are our life, you are our peace, you are our everything. So Jesus, we honor you this morning. This is your day. We honor you today. And we thank you for who you are and for the beautiful, beautiful opportunity we have to know you and to walk beside you. This we thank you for in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to what is a significant time of the year for our faith, a significant service, a time of joy and celebration. We get to spend some time with the people that we love, and that's awesome, but we also get the opportunity to slow down and to reflect on what God has done for us and the significance of the fact that Jesus came. And we've been making our way through a series called Waiting Well, but in one sense, the wait is over because God did what we couldn't. He bridged the divide between heaven and earth. He came to us. That's what Christmas is all about, the arrival of the King. And it's the most significant moment in human history. That's why our calendars are literally built around it. And this is 2023 because 2023 years ago, Jesus was born. It literally defines history. We build our calendars around it. And it's a moment that not just defines our faith, but actually it defines everything, all of human history. And yet, it's impossible to think about Jesus' birth without also thinking about his death because that's why he came. When Jesus waded into the sin and the mark of our world that we might one day be free from it. It's such good news for you and me. That's why we're here. It's the great exchange and it's worth celebrating. It truly is good news. And so we come this morning and there's joy and there's thankfulness for the King has arrived. And that's worth celebrating. Amen? Amen. Some people think it's worth celebrating. That's fine. You know, I'm 33 now. I'm getting old. I'm kind of fat, but that's self-inflicted. And let's be honest, Christmas is going to make things worse, like a whole lot worse, because I plan on eating Everything, everything that I see today, except for Nick's, Nick's thing, we're going to Nick and Margie's place for lunch afterward, and they do this weird, almost satanic concoction called a Hawaiian salad. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but you put pineapple and, and then marshmallows, and you put them together in a salad. It's, no, it's wrong, I don't like it, I refuse. I have self-respect, and this is where I draw the line. So I will eat everything today. I'm sorry, Nick. I am sorry. It's for the sermon. It's for the kingdom. It's a good cause. Okay, so 
I'll eat everything but that, okay, I'll eat everything. I got a little sidetracked. The point is I'm old, okay, that's what I was trying to get to. I'm old. I haven't been at school for, for a long, long time now. But, but every once in a while, I'll get a dream where I'm back at school. I don't know if that happens to anyone else. And they're usually good dreams, right? Because I had a pretty good experience at school. But every once in a while, I'll have a dream where I, I rock up on a Monday morning and there's an exam that I've completely forgotten about. Now, I don't know if that's happened to anyone in real life, but if it has, you'll know there's a sense of dread in that moment as your brain starts to race, right? You know that you're in trouble and there's just nothing that you can do about it. It's too late, right? You think to yourself, oh man, I could, I could probably you know, fudge my way through some of it, but sheer awesomeness and intuition can only take you so far, right? So the awesome ans- honest answer is you're, you're in trouble. It's, it's a horrible feeling. Anybody, has that happened to anybody? Oh, okay, never mind. I don't know why I'm having these dreams, by the way. There's a psychologist in the room. They could tell me what's wrong with me, but every once in a while I get that dream, right? It's a horrible feeling. It's the same feeling you get when you you look down at your results, you look at your report card, and you see yourself further down the alphabet than you'd like to be, right? I I was hoping for A's. I take a B, but C's and D's are a little hurtful. They're a little hurtful. Now, if that grade isn't important to you, then I suppose it's not that big of a deal. But if you need an A to get where you want to go, if your dreams, your hopes, your future is resting on an A, then that C is really going to hurt. Well, the truth is, a report card full of C's and D's isn't good news. It's actually incredibly deflating. In a sense, it, it condemns you, right? But here's the thing. That's got nothing to do with a report card. A report card can be good. It can be incredibly encouraging. It's just a piece of paper at the end of the day. That's about me, my results. And I use that analogy, as strange as it is, it does have a point, I promise. I use that analogy because the passage that we're looking at today says that Jesus redeemed us from the law. And you might think, well, why would he do that? It feels contradictory because he gave us the law. So then why would he redeem us from it? Well, it's, it's because the law is kind of like that report card. In one sense, the law is beautiful. It shows us God's heart. It helps us understand what it means to live rightly before him. That's why David says, I delight in your decrees. I meditate on your word day and night. I love it. He was a man after God's own heart. He loved the Lord and he wanted to walk in obedience. And in that sense, the law is beautiful. It's a gift. And yet at the same time, Paul calls it a curse. Literally calls it a curse because it condemns us. It's not good news. Not for any of us. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, the law of Moses is powerless. It cannot save us because the unmistakable truth is we can't do this. The idea that I would just kind of like, I don't know, fix myself up and then live and then do the right thing and be good enough, just, it's not going to happen. None of us are getting A's. None of us. We're all getting C's and D's. We're all failing. You read the Old Testament and it's an endless cycle of rebellion into exile and then restoration for them to come back into righteous living for a time, only for them to turn straight back around into rebellion and exile 
and so on and so forth. It's the same pattern over and over again. And I see it in my own life. That's the truth. I see it in my own life. And no matter how hard I try, I can't do it. I can't get out of my own way. I sabotage myself constantly. I want to live for God, but I'm broken and sinful. And so my heart wanders constantly. That's the truth. That's what I've seen in my own life. So the law isn't good news for me. It isn't, because I know that I'm completely incapable of doing it. If we go back to the report card, my report card is ugly. It really is. Which brings us to Galatians chapter 4 and God's response. We're in the midst of this thing. What do we do? Our report card's bad. All of us, our report card's bad. What do we do? we do? We're waiting for someone to come and save us. Well, Galatians chapter 4, this is God's response. Paul says everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, but this is God's response. Galatians chapter 4 says, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. That's us, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his son, sons, sorry, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you his heir. Well, there you go. That's beautiful. That's God's response. He sent his son. He refused to just sit back and watch you struggle. He, he, he took on flesh and become one of us. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, that hope is what separates our faith from every other religion. The gospel says that God came to us. That he fulfilled the law on our behalf, that he might redeem us from it. Well, that word is exagarazo, and it means to ransom or liberate. The law couldn't save us. It actually condemned us. It, It had us in chains, but Jesus came to set us free. He says, I'll take your report card and you can take mine. And it's such good news for you and me because he did what we couldn't. He lived perfectly before the Father. He fulfilled every aspect of the law. His record was unblemished. His righteousness unstained. He was and is perfect, holy, righteous. And yet he offers that righteousness as a gift to all who believe. That's the hope of Christmas. He offers that righteousness to all who believe. You don't have to earn it. You couldn't possibly hope to pay him back for it. It's free. Doesn't mean it was cheap. He paid for it on the cross. Incredibly costly, but it is a gift. It is free for all who believe. It's scandalous. It's beautiful. It's the most scandalous gift the world has ever seen, and it points us to the heart of God. You read that, and the unmistakable truth is that God is for you. He loves you deeply. He doesn't just save us. He makes us sons, shows us his heart, shows us what he wants for us. It's not about gender, by the way. 
Sons is the right word. It literally means sons, not child sons. It's not about gender. It's about inheritance. In Jewish culture, it was the firstborn male heir who would inherit his father's estate and continue on his name. And Paul wants you to know that's you. Not just the men here. All of you, men and women, you. That's what he has for you. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And his great mercy, he has given us, this is all who believe, right? He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. You don't deserve that, and neither do I. It's the heart of a father. Because that's the kind of relationship he wants with us. He's not some cold, distant being. Paul says God made you his child, his heir. And he placed his spirit inside of you that you might call him Abba, Father. Which is a term of incredible intimacy. It means dad. Dad. Incredible intimacy. He wants you to call him dad. He doesn't want a slave, he wants a son. He came to earth to make you a son, a daughter, a child of the Most High King. That's why he came. And here's the best part. Well, that's something that can never be taken away from you. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, when you believed... You were marked in him, that is in Jesus, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. And he also says in this passage that the Spirit of God testifies on my behalf. He cries out, Abba, Father, on my behalf. It's a declaration of sonship. So even though I still sin, I'm not a slave to sin, I'm a son. The Spirit of God testifies to that. He speaks that over me, even in my darkest moments. The Spirit of God testifies. He speaks sonship over me. Romans 8, 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. He testifies to that truth, which means I'm a son. Even when I don't feel like it, I am a son. Even when I'm not acting like it, even when I don't deserve it, I am a son doesn't come and go. It's not based on my goodness or, or, or my feelings in any way. It's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. He did that for me. It's a great exchange. The fact that I got his report card, unblemished, pure, righteous, straight A's, and he got mine. And he did that for me. You know, just before he died, Jesus cried out, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was probably a rhetorical question. I think Jesus knows why he was there. But that line is the hope of Christmas. That's why Jesus came, that he was forsaken, that we might never be forsaken again. It is the greatest gift the world has ever seen. And it's there for all who believe. 
requires nothing of you. You don't have to bring anything to the table. You don't have to pick up your marks and then maybe he'll make you meet you halfway. Now you come as you are with your report card as ugly as it is and you say, Jesus, I believe. I'll put my hope in you. I'll take that offer. I'll take that gift. And there it is. He takes your report card and he gives you his. It is the gift of Christmas. And it's a beautiful thing. It's worth celebrating. Let's pray. And we thank you, Jesus. We're going to spend a whole lot of time today spending time with the people that we love, having fun, eating, drinking, telling jokes, just having an, an amazing time, living life to the full, and all of that is beautiful. And yet we know all of it is only reality, the trueness of it, because of who you are and what it is that you've done on our behalf. And we know today is so much more than just a celebration, just an opportunity to have fun and throw a party. Today is about your son, that you came, you took on flesh, you became one of us. But even more than that, Philippians 2 says that you humbled yourself, took on the form of a servant, died the death of a criminal, that actually you might set us free, that you might take our report card and give us yours, that we might have the opportunity to walk in the righteousness and the fullness of it that was yours, that is yours. And because of that, that we might have the opportunity to come before the Father at any time and know that you don't see our sin anymore. You just see the perfection of Jesus when you look at us. That is the gift of Christmas, and it makes everything that we're going to do today truly worth celebrating. So we thank you, Jesus. The greatest gift that we could ever receive, the opportunity to know our Creator, the King of kings, to walk in the fullness of life that you have for us. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are and for what it is that you've done on our behalf. We celebrate you today. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.